And here we go. Well, good morning. Thank you, ladies, for joining. Um, I will be sharing this recording with you all later today. I'll have it set up on my YouTube channel um, so you can go back and watch it and you can share with your friends, anyone that you know may be struggling right now with trying to do all the things, trying to do work, trying to be mom, trying to be wife, trying to be friend, um, just all the things, right? And it can be very difficult and during those times um, trying to do those things. So I wanted to offer you some encouragement this morning. So I am drinking my coffee. We all laughed because I don't know what number cup of coffee this is. Um, so that is absolutely okay. Um, and so I want you to know that. And as I had the opportunity to share on a radio station yesterday morning on uh, here in Alabama, it's called 93.7 WDJC. Um, it's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to not know what you're doing right now or which way you're turning and, and to know that, that you're not in this alone. So feel free, um, if you are joining this live, you can join uh, through chat and you can type in whatever you may wanna type in below. I do have everyone muted. Um, so if you're joining and you're worried about your kids or your dogs or whatever, no one can hear them. Um, I've had to tell my kids to, to be quiet and let's hope that my dog will cooperate as well. So I'm going to grab a sip of coffee and then we're going to get started on our should bully here this morning. So like I said, we uh, always tend to should on ourselves, right? Um, so how many shoulds have you said to yourself this morning or maybe last week or maybe since all this stuff has begun to happen within our world we say okay so I should be uh, doing school with my kids during the the traditional hours of school time from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. and I should have all the laundry done and caught up because I'm home and I'm gonna have the the time to do that and I should be able to cook at least dinner every night because we're at home and the restaurants are closed where we can't go in and sit yes they can do curbside but I should be able to do all of those things or we say I should do like my friends are doing on social media um, and how they have everything just so and it's all neat and it's all organized and we continue on and on and on. So why is it? Why are we doing this to ourselves? Why are we shooting on ourselves, if you will? And so what I believe, this is my thoughts. So you're getting my thoughts as we have coffee together this morning. I believe that we should on ourselves because we are comparing ourselves to other women in our life and other women that we see in the world around us. And Theodore Roosevelt, I love this uh, quote that he said about comparison. And I think it's very powerful, um, but he said, comparison is the thief of joy. Comparison is the thief of joy. And I truly believe that when we compare ourselves, when we say, um, start looking at other people and we start comparing ourselves, it takes our joy away from our life because we're no longer trying to live uh, the way that God intended. Now we're trying to live the way other people are living, thinking that that's going to bring us joy. That's going to bring us happiness because we see from their pictures, from what they're telling us, from what they're posting, it all appears to be great and it all appears to be wonderful. But the thing is about social media and about what we most of the time, let's be honest, allow people to see, it's our highlight reel. 
no one gets to see the behind the scenes. So, right, when we see a movie, when we go to the movies and we watch a movie, or for us, we watch the new Trolls movie uh, this weekend. I don't know if anybody else has seen that yet. So we got to see the whole movie put together. We got to see it all, where all the pieces were put together so, so beautifully, and it was so great just watching everything come together cohesively but we did not see the behind the scenes we did not see all the work that happened behind the scenes all the the mess ups and the screw ups that they had in trying to bring together this one movie see we don't see that we only see the the finished product and oftentimes that's what we do with comparison we only see the finished product we don't get to see the behind the scenes we don't get to see all the mess ups and all the things that are happening and so that's where those shoulds begin to become very powerful begin to become very controlling and they start to steal our joy so even in this time that we're living in this season that we're living in uh, this pandemic and all of the things that are going on we can still have joy in spite of those circumstances. I look out my window, my office window, and the sun is shining and it's gonna be a beautiful day today. So the sun is not hampered by circumstances and God created the sun and just as he created the sun, he created us. So we don't have to be hampered by these circumstances either. And we don't, be have, we don't have to be hampered by the should bully um, in our life anymore. So what I want us to do today, we're going to talk about how do we stop shooting on ourselves? I'm going to give you three things that are going to help you through that and three things that maybe you can take with you through today and through, through your life. So first of all, I'm going to take you to a story about David. Now we've all heard the story of David and Goliath, right? Where David went and he defeated this giant. Uh, none of the other Israelites would go fight this giant. They were scared of him. They were scared of what he was going to do because he was massive in size compared to them. He was just massive in everything. And he would come out every day and he would call out these Israelites and he would, um, defy God really and just put God down and, and just speak all these negative horrible things and so David came upon this and he was like what hey what are we doing why has nobody gone out there and defeated this giant so I want to read this scripture to you um, I actually read this this morning and it really just kind of spoke out to me so this is going to be in first Samuel chapter 17 beginning in verse 32 David said to Saul, so Saul was the king at that time for the Israelites, that the Israelites begged God for a man to rule over them. They wanted a king because everybody else had a king, um, and they would soon find out that this was not what God intended for them. So Saul at the time was their king. So David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Saul replied, you are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a young man, and he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them. I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I am not used to them. So he took them off 
Then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand, then approached the Philistine. Okay, so Saul looks at David and he says, let me put my armor on you. Let me put my weapons on you so you can go out and fight this giant. And David is like, dude, I can't wear this. This was not made for me. I can't walk around in this. I can't battle in this. These are not my weapons. This is not my armor. So what did David do? David went and got five smooth stones and put them in his shepherd's bag with a sling in his hand. So he had a sling and he had five stones. And that was what David took into battle. So the first thing that we need to do to stop shooting on ourselves is we need to wear our own armor. We need to use our own weapons that God has given us. You see, as each of you are watching today and as each of you are here this morning, we've all been equipped in a different way to fight the battle. We've all been equipped in a different way to, to go out and live this life that God has given us. He did not give us all the same weapons. He did not give us all the same gifts, the same tools. So it is okay, just as David told Saul, he's not used to those and he can't walk around in them um, so he took it off. So we've got to take those shoulds off of us this morning and know, okay, I have weapons that God has given me that I'm intended to walk in. So that is what I need to walk in. And that is where my focus needs to be. Not on what others are doing, not on how others are living their life and trying to do what they're doing, but in using the gifts that God has given you. And what do we see? What happens in this story? If you go on and read in first Samuel chapter 17, after verse 40, you see David go out and defeat Goliath. And he didn't need five stones. He only needed one. He only needed that one stone, but he had to take off the other person's armor and go out and walk in what God had given him to use. So that's number one. Another, number two, we need to allow the love of God in to find that freedom. You know, John three sixteen tells us that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. But John three seventeen says, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So if God is not condemning us, we don't need to condemn ourselves. God is not shaming us. God is not looking down on us saying, shame on you. You should have already done this today or shame on you. You should have helped your kids with this in school, or you should have done that, or you should have done that. God is not doing that. He has his arms open and he's saying, come to me, let me love on you. Let me lead you in your life and help you live the way that I intended you to live. Yes, there are things that we need to walk in to please God. But when we are looking to please God and not please others, we're not walking in shoulds. We're walking in obedience to him. We want to be obedient. We want to be faithful. We want to live a life that is excellent and praiseworthy to him. So if, if God, our father, the creator of this universe is not shooting you and not shaming you, then take that off of yourself today and know that God accepts you with open arms. He saw us long before he sees our mess. He sees what we need. And that is why he sent Jesus. Cause he knew we needed a savior. He knew we needed help. He knew we could not get through this life without it. So he wants to help us. He doesn't want to shame us. God wants to, to help us. So allow his love in. So first we know to wear our own armor, to walk in our own gifts in the way God has, has equipped us. Number two, allow God's love in and to know that if our creator doesn't shame us, 
we don't have to shame ourselves. And number three, in a way to stop shooting on yourself, you've got to change your thought patterns. Um, and I know this one is hard because we've had our thought patterns, these old thought patterns. It's hard to get rid of them um, because we've been thinking this way for how long now? How many years? You know, how long have, have we been talking negatively against ourselves, right? We all do it. It's not just women. Men do it as well. So we have to be intentional about changing these thoughts. So we know through scientific studies that over 60 to 80,000 thoughts are trying to come in our mind and our brain every day. That's not in a week. That's not in you know a month. That is every day. So these thoughts are coming in. So we have to be intentional and on purpose about the thoughts that we want to allow to come in about ourselves, about our life, about our family, um, about the situation that we're in right now. Second Corinthians 10 five says that we can demolish every argument, every pretension that comes against us and the knowledge of God. So it doesn't say just Sally down the road can demolish it or just, um, Karis or just my pastor or just this friend. It says we, so that gives you authority to demolish every negative thought that tries to come against you and against God's word. And I'm going to share with you in a minute what God's word says about you to help you in those old thought patterns. So we can demolish it and then we can take it captive. So you want to take captive those things that are negative in your life and that are not good. And when you take it, take it captive, you get rid of it right? You let it go, you move it on and you get rid of it. So we want to get rid of those negative things. And so you, this is going to take practice. This is going to take practice and this is a process. And the thing about a process is it is a journey. So we're not going to get it right on the first day. So as you get off of this, as you watch this recording and you get off and you're going to be fired up, you're going to be ready to go and uh, ready to go conquer that should bully. Something's going to come at you and you're going to you may make a mistake or you may go back to that thought pattern because habits take time to break. It took time to create them. So it's going to take time to break them. So you got to give yourself grace. So maybe if you have a thought of, I don't know, I should um, have all their schoolwork done and all these little Pinterest activities set the way so-and-so does. So if that thought comes at you today, for example, stop it and say, you know what? We have our assignments and we're gonna get done as much as we can, and we're gonna celebrate that. Because this is a new situation, this is a new thing, and we're gonna do the best that we can. Our, our motto here is do your best, trust God with the rest, and that is all you can do. So when you take that pressure off of yourself, you may find that you and your kids get more done today, because there's not that pressure to be like others around you and to hurry, 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 and go, go, go. You just have this peaceful place of we're going to do the best we can. And that is good enough today. I do believe that you need to have deadlines and there should be these, I love goals. You know, I think goals are good to be set, but you can't have this hard line of if I don't do it all today, I fail. You're not a failure. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Again, this is why God sent Jesus because he knew we were going to need help. So take that pressure off of yourself today. If there is something, for example, that you don't understand, maybe you have a question at work or something going on within church that you may not understand, instead of thinking, well, I should know the answer to this, I shouldn't be uh, trying to, to, to figure all this out, I should already know. Instead of doing that, combat that should with, 
well, I'm going to, I'm going to text a friend and ask them, what do you think about this? Am I thinking wrong about this? Is this a silly question? And so then you begin to change the way that you were responding to shoulds and you're saying, you know what, I'm not going to be held captive to that should anymore. Maybe if I have this question, somebody else has this question, or if I have this question, there's someone else with that answer. And, and you find as you begin to take the pressure off of yourself, you're going to give freedom to the other moms and the other friends in your life to do the same. And they're going to say, well, well, she's not walking around with this pressure. So if she can walk that way, that gives me the freedom to not be uh, held captive to these shoulds anymore. And that's important and that's powerful that when we can begin to help other women see that um, we're not held captive to the, the shackles of the shoulds anymore, that we can be set free from those shackles. And, and instead of walking around trying to compare ourselves to one another, we can now walk this road together and we can take the weapons that God has given you and the weapons he's given me and we can fight together which is what he intended all along. It's the enemy who wants us to um, fight against one another. It's the enemy who wants us to should and shame ourselves. So we're combating that today and we're changing the way we respond to situations. We're changing the way that we're thinking and we're giving ourselves grace in doing that. So to help you with your thoughts, I want to share these scripture references for you, and you can write these down. Again, this is recorded, so you can go back and listen, um, but I want you to know that this is what God's word says about you, and you, if there's one that sp sticks out to you, grab a hold of it, and when that should bully tries to come at you today, you can say, nope, that is not true. That is not what God's word says about me. He doesn't shame me. He doesn't should me, so I'm going to hold on to what he says. So John 15, 15 says that you are a friend of Jesus. Romans 3.24 says you are justified and redeemed. Romans 6.6 6 says you are no longer a slave to sin. Romans 15.7 says you have been accepted by Christ. Ephesians 1.4, you are chosen, holy, and blameless before God. Chosen, holy, and blameless. Blameless before God. That is Ephesians 1.4. Jeremiah 29.11 says you were created with a purpose, plan, and hope. And Ephesians 2.10 says God's workmanship, that you are God's workmanship created to produce good work. See, you were created on purpose for a purpose. And in God's eyes, as his children, we are blameless and we are chosen. You are chosen. You are justified and you are a friend of Jesus. And again, you can go back and you can watch this recording for those scriptures. But when that bully comes out, you know, often, even in school, those bullies would come with those words and they would try to be loud, but they were empty. They were empty threats and they were not true. And when you stand up to a bully and you say, that is not true, this is what is true, that bully will back down. And the more you practice standing up to the should bully, the more you practice walking with your stones and your weapons, then you can defeat it faster. Just like David only had to throw one stone at Goliath to defeat him. We will begin to be able to just throw one stone and defeat that bully. But you will have to stand and fight. Today, he's going to come at you more often than maybe what he has in the past because now you've heard the truth. 
You've heard what God's word says about you. So grab a hold of that truth and walk in that truth. And remember, as you walk in that truth, you're going to allow others to have the freedom to do the same. So the, let's go over this very quickly. Uh, three, three things that you can do to stop shooting on yourself. Wear your own armor. Walk in your own armor and gifts. Allow the love of God in and receive his love. Change your thought patterns and remember who you are in Christ. So thank you ladies so much for joining. Like I said, I will share this recording with you guys and I'll send it out through email and I'll also post it on YouTube. We will continue these Coffee with Karis chats. Um, I know some of you may be watching from work. Some of you may be watching from home. I'm glad you were able to join. Um, invite your friends, let them know that they can come. If you guys want more information about me or about anxiety elephants, you can go to karasnyder.com. That is karasnyder.com. And you can find uh, more information there about the 31 day devotional of anxiety elephants. Um, if you are not where you can purchase the actual paperback book for $11.99, you can go to amazon.com today and download the ebook version on your Kindle or your Kindle app, which that app is free for $2.99. So I love that that's a, a, a very reasonable price. You can even buy that and gift it to a friend. All you need is their email address. So thank you ladies so much for joining me today on Coffee with Karis, and I will talk with all of you soon. Bye-bye.